Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to Hashtag Gen Z. I'm your host, Megan Grace. Hello and welcome back. This is episode 36 of Hashtag Gen Z. In the last episode of this season, we are diving into a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Mentoring both formal and informal have been fundamental to my career and life. I can confidently say that I would not be where I am in my career without the incredible mentors who have invested in me over the years. I've recently tried to pay it forward in serving as a mentor through a few different programs to help and empower the next generation of leaders. Mentoring has certainly become popular, which is not surprising as it boasts numerous benefits. And mentoring is something that Generation Z is seeking out. Many in Gen Z are interested in having a mentor and want to build relationships with those who can help them develop and grow. Mentoring aligns also with how Gen Z views effective leadership, defined by authentic relationships, open communication, and an opportunity to learn together. While mentoring has been around for centuries, Think back to the times in which apprenticeships were the only way that people could develop key technical and professional skills. But mentoring is having a major moment right now, especially as more schools, universities, and companies invest in developing formal and intentional mentoring programs for new students and employees. My guest in this episode is Nicole Stillings, who's a true modern Renaissance woman. She is a world-class DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, mindset mentor, and TV personality on HBO Max's The Big Shot with Bethany. Nicole is passionate about empowering the next generation of badass women by optimizing their mindsets. She does so through her podcast, Big Queen Energy, and her mentorship program, Queens of Creation. She also serves as a board member for the UNICEF Next Gen. I'm so very excited today to welcome a new friend to our podcast, Nicole, and she's going to talk a little bit more about mentoring. And I think this is such an important topic. I think throughout life, we've all been mentored in some capacity, whether or not we know it. Um, But I love that both in the business and the the industry world, we're seeing that mentoring is becoming more and more popular. And it's actually something we're seeing that Generation Z wants, and they're actually stating as um, a career desire. So to bring in someone like Nicole, that's going to be able to talk with us about mentoring is just an absolute dream. So I'm going to actually turn it over to Nicole to introduce herself. Welcome, Nicole. Hello, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am excited to be with you guys today and chat about mentoring. Um, I'll just give a little bit on my background. I am now 34, turning 35. I've been in multiple different career paths. Um, I studied psychology and sociology undergrad at Emory and then worked in marketing for five years and published in a couple different marketing books on strategy, right? When social media was becoming a big thing, obviously took advantage of that to build my own brand and businesses as a DJ and as talent on HBO Max's The Big Shot with Bethany. And then have since launched a coaching business to share all of the mindset tactics that I used for performing for eight years and surviving reality TV with other women 
around the world. I mean, you truly are like a modern Renaissance woman. And the fact that you've written, you've published, you do music and you all bring, and psychology is a part of just being a human. Um, So you really have such a multifaceted background. And it's amazing because I think you'll have a lot of uh, not only life insight, I don't want to say that like we're a bunch of old people talking around here, but a lot of insight having had a, a, a number of different career paths that you've chosen. And mentoring doesn't just have to be career focused. I think that we can have life mentors in a variety of different uh, different avenues. But really what called you to pursue mentoring considering you've done so many incredible things so far? Thank you for saying that. And I appreciate that. It's funny because it's I have done a lot of different things and I liked a lot of them tremendously. And I'm very grateful for all the experiences I have. And I know that these experiences help me shape other people's journeys, you know, with knowledge and wisdom that I wouldn't have been able to accrue just doing one thing for, you know, however many years. Um, But it's funny, mentoring for me, being able to give back in this way, being able to raise others up actually feels like a homecoming. So it's funny. I knew I was supposed to be doing this work at least a decade ago. I was always studying it, reading books. I mean, who reads books about how to rewire your brain in their spare time? Only somebody that's really, really passionate about optimizing their life um, and, and, and sharing that with others. And um, now here we are, you know, when the TV show launched, um, The Big Shot with Bethany, I think I might have mentioned that in the intro girls were reaching out and they were saying, Hey, you know, would you coach me? Would you mentor me? I don't have as much, you know, confidence in my entire life as you had in one afternoon on that TV show. Like what is going on with you? What are you doing? What what coffee are you drinking? Like I need what you're on. So, um, it, I had always known that I had a very specific routine that I had used in performances to also pump myself up. You know, it wasn't the first time I ever played for a thousand people. I was shaking as I got on stage, but I still did it. Right. So um, just sharing the strategies that that I've developed over a lifetime of really different kind of unique experiences that would be fear provoking for the average person. Well, and I think I, something that I like to do, and it's not studying books on rewiring your brain is as I hear people's stories, I like to kind of, especially people that have done a lot of different things and, and truly you've done a number and not in a bad way, you've done some very unique things. And I think what I always like to do is like, where's the connection for people? Cause some people are like, Oh, that's career jumping. I'm like, no, it's following momentum and energy and the universe and whatever way it needs to be and finding the connection between all of that. And like, as I hear what you've done, is you've really just been passionate about trying to understand the human experience and be a part of the human experience because like there's nothing more human than loving music. There's nothing more human than also being terrified to go on stage. Uh, I'm a public speaker and I still get scared sometimes going on stage. And so it seems in your unique way, whether it's marketing or pitching entrepreneurial ideas is doing something for the human experience. And so I'm actually not surprised in the short time I've known you that you've been able to pivot into an area where you're actually able to learn the human experience in a very in-depth way in the people that you work with. Um, so it sounds... That's so interesting. Oh, oh. <laughs> what you're saying right there is is one of the most interesting things anybody's reflected back to me in a while. And that's also what's so cool about podcasting, right? Is that we, we learn about other people, but sometimes you reflect something back and I learn about myself. So thank you for that. Um, I had a <laughs> I had a, I had a couple of different intuitives tell me that, you know, being an experiential person, being on this journey to have all sorts of different experiences in life is part of my purpose. And I thought that was so interesting. Um, I've heard other people talk about that, other spiritual leaders that I've followed, but never has anybody directly reflected that back to me the way 
you did so clearly. And what I would add to that is that the connection, there is also another thread, right? That's a great common thread that you pulled out. Um, the other common thread between everything that I've done, you know, working in marketing, learning how to marketing and learning how to build build social media accounts, maybe aside other than in that it did build my own businesses, was truly about empowering women, self-empowerment and empowerment of other women and learn using myself as an example, right? I'm kind of like the guinea pig. Does this shit work? Does this stuff work? Yes, no, keep what does, throw out what doesn't stick, right? So it, it, that's another thread, but I love what you said as well. Well, good. And that kind of leads me to my next question. And um, you've, you've had time to kind of hone in and figure out what it is that you can provide to other people. So I think every mentor or anyone in a coaching capacity, I mentor, you know, little girls in seventh grade um, for STEM. Yeah, it's really cute. It's a local program in my area. Shout out to Play Like a Girl if you're listening. Um, but I think every mentor has their own style. Can you tell us a little bit more about your mentoring style and the ways, you know, if you have a model or a way that you work with people when you're mentoring? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's mentoring and coaching. And moreover than a style, it's that I have a very specific focus. And I do have a style. And I think that took me a while to stomach because, you know, I am different, right? My experience is different. I might not have the traditional banker or, you know, marketing VP background that somebody's looking to learn from, right? And and so, and you can learn, like you said, from many different types of people throughout your entire life, from peers, from people who've done it before, from people who just might know a thing or two about the universe that you don't, right? So there's always the opportunity to be learning it from others and mentoring others in all different types and capacities. But the mentorship that I'm specifically focused on is mindsets and manifestation. And the reason is because that's what I feel like I know the best because who other than me, you know, has manifested so many different careers just to make it on stages with thousands of people to make it on television. Like these were all goals of mine and, and, Whenever you tell people stuff like that, it sounds crazy, right? They're like, how are you planning on doing that? The odds are one in a million or maybe less. Um, but, you know, there is a process where you can continue to build yourself up. You can continue to keep that motivation and work on things, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of rejection, which is, you know, natural. We all, we all deal with that. And a lot of times we let go of those goals and dreams. So my, now my mission is to teach other young women, millennials and Gen Z's. Uh, Gen Z is really exciting because there's even more learning uh, that can happen, right? And it might be their first experience with some type of growth or self-development program like this. So for me, it's very fun to dig in in that way. Um, I just started with a new private Gen Zer today who's 21 and about to graduate college and so many questions around that, that age too, right? So um, that's, it's really interesting because I think sometimes manifestation, and I will be the first to say that I'm not uh, a pro at it. I think I'm too literally focused in my mind, but I do support the people that can get into it. And I think that it gets kind of a fluffy rap for just being like, it's big dreaming and whatnot. Um, and I don't think that that's the case, but I think that what you really shared is that sometimes mentoring is helping people actualize a dream and think about how do I 
roll with the punches of life. Like manifestation is not just dreaming. It's how do I adapt and adapt my path when adversity puts up a challenge. Um, and sometimes that's a really hard thing that like you can't just turn to your friends because like if I'm your friend, I'm going to be like, I'll knock down whatever wall for you. But that's not what you need sometimes in life. You need someone that's going to help you when the, the stumbles and the steps get really hard. And so I think that it's really great that you're honing in on that. And you mentioned that you're specifically working with younger women, um, millennials, and, and mostly a lot of Gen Z, I imagine that. And that's where I'd really love to shift our conversation because I think um, we're not that far off in age. And I don't ever remember like waking up and being like, I need to go ask a non-parent, non-friend, non-family member with X, Y, or Z. Like it may be a supervisor, but I don't ever feel like, and I feel like there wasn't this formality around mentoring. Um, as much as, as much as I had a lot of mentors growing up, I don't think I saw them formally in that capacity. I just saw them as like adultier adults, as I would say. Um, but I think that we're seeing with Generation Z that there's a lot, just like slightly adultier adults. Like they knew taxes better than me at one point. And now I know taxes better than someone else, I guess, is like the really passing of the torch. But when I think about Generation Z and we see this in studies is like, this is something they actually articulate wanting. They want mentorship. They want guidance. They want coaches. Um, and you're seeing that because you're seeing that these are people that are coming to you specifically for that service, for that experience with you. Um, I would love to get your perspective. What are some of the things that you've learned about Generation Z in your mentoring relationships with them? There are a few common threads that I think most of Generation Z feels. Um, I think clarity is a common thread, right? That there's there's so much information out there. How do you know what to trust? How do you know how to get clear on your own goals? Like you said, manifest manifestation is sometimes considered quite the fluffy term, but it's really not. It's really about building the life that you wake up at 50, 60, 70, 80 years old and feel super proud of. That's it. Knowing that you you didn't leave any stone unturned that was super important to you, right? That you followed your purpose, that you had one, that you were uncovered the nuances of your personality so you could navigate your journey better, right? So I think, um, you know, with Gen Z, it's about clarity, right? What do they want? Who do they want to be? Who do they want to show up as every day? What type of a relationship do they want with friendships? What type of a romantic relationship do you want? What type of a career path do you want? Or at least what are the next steps in the next two to three years, right? So clarity is super important. I think with the advent of the internet, social media, everybody in Gen Z grew up glued to a cell phone, like an iPhone. We did not, right? So there is a difference in our usages, even though we use it almost as much as they do now. But they truly have always looked at other people. And, you know, the, the pressure to fit in with all of these different tools is incredibly intense. It's so different than we can imagine than being eight years old and having a famous TikToker friend, right? Like <laughs> the self-esteem issues, the confidence issues, and the issues with a lack of human connection to others and themselves is certainly present with Gen Z. And so that's an area that, you know, I love helping them improve because they can take these tools that they learn and live a better life for 50 years, right? So. <laughs> 60 more 70 right maybe one could hope. Um, I think that's absolutely true. If in, And I work with Gen Z from a, a different perspective, more from a student perspective and seeing how, I don't want to say concerned they are, 
but I would say committed is a better word to taking the right steps towards creating a future. I don't, th- I don't want to say I was reckless, but like I definitely went to college and I was like, I'll figure it out in time around my junior year. And they're like, hello, I'm here. I'm a first year student. I've come in with this many credits and I'm ready to go. And I'm like, okay. And I'd, sometimes I'm like, just slow down and enjoy your youth. But at the same time, I also want to like commend them for seeking that out. And I think that that's why we're seeing it as something when we ask Gen Z, what do they want in future careers? They want stability. They want, and you said like clarity, another form of that, but they really want support from like a workplace perspective. They want to know that there's people that are going to help them take those steps in their lives. So I do, um, I think that we're going to continue to see mentoring growing, especially with Generation Z. Um, now let's, let's think a little bit more about like the how-to of mentoring. Um, and this might get into more of the success pieces without giving away all your secret sauce, but I know there's a lot of other people out there that whether it's official or unofficial are mentoring members of Generation Z. So from your perspective, what matters most in mentoring Generation Z? If you could give that advice to other people, what do you think matters most to being successful? successful in mentoring Generation Z? First of all, understanding them, taking the time, like you have to read the research to understand the pressures of their generation, how it's different than millennials or, you know, Generation X, whatever. Um, And so I think understanding them, but also just taking the time to really listen, Um, giving them opportunities to journal and create clarity. That's, I think, where they're all craving um, assistance right now, as well as something that we work on, too, is just peeling back the onion and being able to just dig deeper and understand yourself, turning off social media, helping them turn off that noise right? So that they can turn up the volume on what their inner being, what their soul, what their, you know, what their own desires are. And with so much noise, so much volume coming from every direction with ads being on everything, streaming being on everything, social media, having a million different platforms and being on everything. Now more than ever, Generation Z really needs tools to cope with this or tech is going to be running their brains, right? So it's literally that I, today, you know, we were supposed to go into a completely different lesson plan with a new girl who's incredible that I'm working with. And I was like, we need to sit down and talk about what do you do? First thing when you wake up, do you scroll Instagram? And she was honest. And I was like, this is not to shame you. There's never any judgment or shade in our one-on-ones, right? Like, I love everything about you. That's why people are selected into the program when they apply, right? There's a, there's a, there's a science to that, the people who are ready for it and really want to grow and learn. Um, but I was like, you cannot wake up first thing. And she's like 30 seconds max. I'm like, there's no way nobody scrolls Instagram for 30 seconds. You go into your feed, you see a friend who wrote you a message about a party that weekend. You go into your DMs, you reply to that friend. You notice you didn't respond to these things. Then you take a selfie and you post a story and it's 20 minutes later, 15 minutes later, maybe 10. Maybe you only spent five. If you did, kudos, right? So um, that's the way it works. And that's how technology engineered it. So just even awakening them, to this process where technology is controlling them, but they can take that control back. That simple awareness is a powerful tool that many of them aren't aware of yet. Yeah. I, th- I mean, you're right on, I think if we even distill that down, like if you mentor Generation Z, giving them the, I think it's the permission to take a technology break is so welcomed. At, when we were early, early researching this generation, everyone's like, they're addicted to their phones. And I said, 
have we tried to ask just like for a phone free space just to be focused and I think that that's really changing the narrative, that there's a lot more opportunity and young people today will take that opportunity to be challenged and to say, hmm, I do need that moment. And maybe that's the most important thing that mentors can be doing is creating a space that is not tied into technology, as you kind of pointed out, not a space that is clouded by all of the different things, the notifications, the emails, the messages, the DMs, the everything that can distract away from like the matter at hand. I think that that is a great, if, if any mentors out there listening, I've seen that also with um, just informal mentoring that I've done with young people that even if it is just setting up your 20 minute check-in on Zoom, it is 20 minutes where they're connecting with a person in real life or in person, like in, you know, in real time to be able to say, I don't need to worry about all the noise. I can sit and think and reflect. And sometimes I think being a mentor is honestly just being willing to sit with someone and allow them to reflect. Um, 100%. And, uh, that's, that's a very good point. And oftentimes they sometimes figure it out themselves. Like very true. 100%. And, and I think the, the way that I structure the program every single week, it's an eight week course with 10 different steps in the process. It all builds upon it, it, each other. Right. So it's like, okay, let's peel back the onion on this one thing. What does the full vision of your dream life look like? in the next like three years, right? I'm not expecting somebody who's 22 to know where they want to be at 45. That's not realistic. It's too much pressure. It actually demotivates them from doing the program because that the amount of their ability to think that far ahead is not really there. And even if they could, they would be wrong. Think about what I thought I was going to be doing years ago, right? Our preferences, our desires, they evolve over time as we go through life, just cherry picking data, right? You're just walking around life, picking data off trees and, and putting it in your pocket and throwing some of it in the trash, right? And you're just, that's the experience of life. So it's every single week. It's like, okay, we now, we now know this vision, right? Okay. Well, what, what do we think you're values are what are your mantras let's think about what your purpose could be have you tr let's try some things on even if we don't hit it on the head yet right and then let's think about this vision for next level you like everybody wants to be a slightly better person than they show up as most of the time like i don't know a single person even at somebody that you don't like so much um i have a potty mouth so you'll have to excuse me but even somebody that you don't like so much they all do want to show up there this is a concept from neurolinguistics programming which is something that i've studied for years about just unconditional human regard so every single person wants is is positive wants to do their best and so it's just about giving everybody the benefit of that doubt, right? So we know everyone wants to show up as a better person in some way, shape or form. So we literally sculpt that vision of who that is. And when you know what that is, that's so powerful. And then when you build that into, at the end of the program, we build in a custom morning routine. I don't care how old you are. If you don't have a morning routine, you are not hitting as many goals as you would if you did. That's it bottom line, right? So that those are the straight facts. So we build a custom morning routine. And then we also build what I call the manifest mindset. And that's that tool that has all of these experiences, right? All these things we've learned about you, all this data after I work with them and distill it down and we make beautiful, inspiring statements. And you put that in your brain when first thing in the morning, when you're in an alpha wave state, right? I teach everybody too about the different states of the brain and how to affect your subconscious, right? How to actually reprogram and rewire your brain and not just through, through law of attraction, like here is the neuroscience behind neuroplasticity, mm -hmm. right? This is why this works.
universe. Yeah. And I think that without getting into all that beautiful science you just stated, I think that's something that's really important when we're thinking about mentoring. Again, I, I, I don't know if you're similar to me. There's lots of people that supported me along the way, but I never saw it as formal mentoring. What I love about formal mentoring or that the fact that it's getting the, t- the time it deserves in the sun is that people are designing programs and things like that you are developing. We're seeing at the college level. We're seeing it at the high school level. I'm, I mentored seventh grade young women and there's structure to that. And I think that the beautiful part of it, and I I sometimes lean a little bit towards structure because I think what it is, is important. Having structure with flexibility works for generation Z. They want adaptability because that's how life works, but structure is helpful because in some cases, structure is also accountability. I'm sure that you can attest that when, you've got young women in your program and they know that they're going to meet with you next week, that they've got potentially some tasks they need to work on. It keeps them accountable to actually sticking with the program towards that self-improvement that you've identified that everybody wants to be better in some capacity. And so I think that's something else we're going to throw out there for people that mentor and in capacity, even if it's in a small manner. Um, if you're mentoring your you know, neighbor down the street, you probably don't need to create an eight-week program. But you know, if you are mentoring people, having the accountability of some minor check-in of being like, hey, let's connect in two weeks. We'll put on the calendar. We'll get coffee that just being on the calendar is likely going to be the thing that motivates that young person to actually stick to whatever they said they were going to do. And that all ties into motivation. I feel like you and I could get into like a very deep hole in motivation. Gen Z is heavily motivated by relationships, like heavily, 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 like they are more likely to do something because they care about somebody else, like they're building that relationship with Unicole or their neighbor down the street or their teacher. So they're going to follow through on those tasks. So if we can design tasks or we can design activities that are allowing them that structured for self-improvement, they're more likely to do what they said they were going to do. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. And that's why we're seeing such a big, um, a big uptick in young people wanting to be mentored. But that's my two cents. I don't know if you agree. I think everybody needs accountability. I don't know one person who doesn't show up to sit down with me to talk about, you know, it's, it's coaching too, right? It's mentoring and coaching. I use them interchangeably sometimes. I mean, the mentoring is more, in my opinion, going over, like, you know, digging in with what's going on in their life. Things might get personal, giving some advice, uh, letting them reflect, right? Like you, you so astutely pointed out coaching on that side is I'm teaching a lesson plan because when I show up and we have a one hour in-person session or group coaching session, there is at least 40 minutes, 30 minutes of content that I want you to hear a few times and I'll hit things again, especially the most important things. And you can always tell through people's journaling what's sinking in and what's where they need tweaks. And so then we'll spend time, you know, the next session tweaking some of that stuff together. So, right, it is a, it's the it's a combination, I think, of coaching and mentoring in that way. And another interesting thing that, that you were mentioning, I, I think that is very true that Gen Z wants accountability, but I think everybody wants accountability. And I think even I have noticed with myself, you know, the amount that I get done or the amount that I actually can see that I get done, I have a very high-level executive coach that I work with on a weekly basis. It keeps me very grounded locked in able like and it's not even just pressing forward every week because i would do that anyway but that reflection component is key and actually seeing wow i'm a human what matters to me most is growth and now because i have this structure and this tangible person that reflects this back to me every week i can physically see my growth 
right? It's like if you go to like a yoga class and, you know, you're, you're doing a pigeon pose and now you can get all the way down on the floor and you can really feel it. And you're like, wow, when I started six months ago, a year ago, I couldn't get into this pose. This pose hurt. And now it feels great. And I'm super stretched out. You know, I'm down into the, the fullest form of the pose. I think that's a similar thing with how coaching and mentoring can work, especially when it's done over time. You know, my program isn't, I, I do work with some people on an ex- on an extended basis, but very select. It has to make sense. They have to be most interested in, like you said, accountability. But it's also about giving them the tools to be their own coach, especially for Gen Z. They need these tools. Their parents are busy. Everybody, there is so much pulling on all of our times now than ever before. We are teaching each other less and less unless it's on TikTok. Right. Unless you have the ability to, to gain a million followers, nobody's teaching anybody anything. So that's you know why it's, I think, so important to give them tools to be their own hype person, to be their own life coach, because you can use that for the rest of your life. You know, instead of always paying X amount for a coach or a therapist or whatever, that may not. Be Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's come. It also comes down to more of those like you're teaching resiliency, you're teaching young people how to deal with adversity um, when things don't go right. And that's a hard thing. That's a hard lesson. But it's good to have someone that can be not a backstop, but at least just some insight um, when we need it. And I think that that's really helpful. It's more it's more than your parents. It's not really your family and you can't go to your friends. There's, there needs to be somewhere in between. And I think that that's a really important role that coaches and mentors play. Um, so, Nicole, this has been so insightful um, and so helpful. I think so many people are going to listen to this conversation and, and find where they can uh, pick up stride in the work that they do in mentoring and coaching young people today. Um, but I do ask every guest and it's, it's, uh, it's almost like you have to pay the toll before you cross the bridge kind of situation, but it's a fun question. Um, what is your favorite thing about the members of generation Z that you work with and that you mentor? I think it's like you said, they have such a passion for wanting to show up as the best version of themselves in this world. You know, they're, they're hungry for knowledge on how to deepen their own understanding of themselves and how to make the world a better place. And I, I don't think our generation was was half as invested in that concept. I mean, not everybody, of course, you know, I don't want to say a blanket negative statement about millennials. There's many amazing millennials. You and I both seem like we're pretty decent people, um, but it's they're just yearning that level of fever, fever, that passion that they're bringing to wanting to do better. So I think that's really inspiring, you know, and, and just kids that are 21 years old talking about manifestation, understanding it, and they want to take it to the next level and they want the tools and they want to know how from somebody who's done it. That's cool. They're smart too. I love that Gen Z uh, places an emphasis on learning from people who've actually done the things that they want to do more so than a college professor or something who's maybe never had that life experience that you're looking to gain. Um, and so I think they're just, they're very on it, you know? Yeah. They make me feel like a big slacker, like both in when I was their age and when I am my current age. Um, and they're probably like, yes, you are a slacker. Um, but we all contribute to society in different ways, but I am very, I can agree in, in a thousand percent in, in the many ways and observe Gen Z wanting to do good for everyone and, and themselves. And that's where sometimes I'm sure you see it and I see it with the Gen Z I work with that uh, sometimes they're so worried about making everyone else better that they forget to take care of themselves. Like I can't, 
I, th- I think I remind all of them to sleep more because none of them sleep an appropriate amount of time. I don't know if you have to run into that as well, but I do um, quite often that I'm like, you have to take care of your physical you along with your mental and your emotional you, because if you don't, we're, you're not going to be able to achieve all the things, but sleep is, sleep is so underrated. I mean, there's seriously nothing more restorative, more sleep is self-care. I was telling someone that on a call today. I'm like, get seven hours, please. Your brain will thank you. And especially in 10, 20 years. And, you know, you're able to think clearer. Yeah. Or we're just two old ladies now just sitting here talking about why sleep's important. That's the age we've gotten to. But Nicole, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation and so much to learn. But I want to just thank you for your time and, and sharing all your experience and your professional, your professional work with us. So thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And I'll just share too, if people want to learn any more about, you know, our mentorship program, it's called Queens of Creation. Um, you can actually find the link to it right now on our podcast page. And the podcast is bigqueenenergypod.com or bigqueenenergypod on Instagram. You can find it in Apple, Spotify, or maybe you can drop a link. We talked uh, this week about how to, or last week about how to use Instagram as a vision board for all of your manifestation goals. So that's a really great one that probably would apply to some of your listeners. Absolutely. And we'll be sure to share all of your contact information. I've got that um, in our show notes and make sure that it's included in all of our permissions. So thank you again. We're so glad to have you. I want to thank my new friend, Nicole, for joining me in this episode. Nicole has so much to share about mentoring and the power of mentoring. There is so much we can learn from Nicole's experiences and insights as a mentor, but also we can look to if we are on the hunt for a mentor. Nicole has followed her passion as it has evolved throughout her career, and we're also lucky that it led to her investing in and mentoring others. So thank you, Nicole, for the important work that you do to impact the lives of Generation Z and for sharing a bit about how those who work with Gen Z can be effective and empowering mentors. And thank you for tuning into this episode and this season. As always, if you enjoyed, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This not only helps me improve the show, but it helps other listeners find the podcast. And this is actually the last episode of the season, and what a gift the season has been. From a professional perspective, I've had quite a bit on my plate, so I haven't been able to get episodes out as quickly as I would have liked. I do hope that you'll be understanding as to why. In September, Corey and I launched our first global study on Generation Z. This study has already engaged Generation Z in 31 countries around the world and has collected tens of thousands of responses so far. Over the next few months, we'll be analyzing and exploring the findings, so hashtag Gen Z will be on hiatus for a little bit. This podcast has always served as an extension and deeper exploration of the research I conduct with Corey. As we generate new findings about Generation Z with this study, there'll also be more to explore in the podcast through new interviews and episodes. So I ask for your patience as new episodes might take a few months to launch, but know that we're in the depths of exploring new findings to share soon. And as usual, if you have something that you would like to explore in more depth or a topic that you would like me to explore, please reach out via my website, meganmgrace.com or on social media. Thank you again for stopping by for this episode and tuning in this season. Let's continue this conversation in the next season. We'll chat soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.